we had a, a town hall meeting in Novi Grad. Novi Grad is like a new town. Novi Grad is the largest municipality within Sarajevo as a city. And they have the largest uh, municipality, they call it, within Bosnia and Herzegovina. It has about 110,000, and uh, the regulations are about 50 people can be inside and that's that's what we had so it was uh, well attended in the sense that uh, that was the maximum we could have had uh, five of us presented and i thought it was um it was uh, a good one a lot of excitement energy a lot of questions and uh, it was clear that uh, we are coming back with a message with a, a clear differentiation between us and others. And this was a town hall meeting of the coalition, the country, as opposed to a platform for progress. And the leaders of the parties participating in the coalition were there, except for one. Uh, from Posovska Stranka, uh, Bosnian Croat, uh, who could not be there because it was a work day and he's about two and a half, three hours away, couldn't, couldn't make it in time. Uh, so that was one thing. Others, other uh, things that are happening um, is that we are gearing clearly, gearing up for or getting ready for the campaign, talking to the people who can help us with various aspects of the campaign. And um, it is an important period because it all depends on the people you have, the level of success you will have, including the marketing message, communications message, uh, PR, and so on. Uh, this I'm also in preparation for that. I'm talking to a lot of people. Uh, economy is something that's big on my mind, in addition to electronic. Um, um, voting, talk about economy, talk about education, and so on. Uh, recently I had a, a press release on a digital state, digital country, and talking about uh, the need for digitalization of public services. And uh, it was well received. I started with my podcast every other week as opposed to every, every Sunday. This is every other Sunday. And uh, the first one was a pretty uh, about a, a week and a half ago, a pretty general one, introductory. And this time, it is going to be focused on this Sunday. It is going to be focused on the digitization of the of the government, <clears throat> public services, and so on. And in general, uh, the role of IT in the development of a country, regardless of the state of the uh, of the economy of the country, whether it's a powerful or not, whether it's a third world country, second world, whatever you call it, undeveloped country, developing countries, 
um, for all of them, technology is uh, digitalization are clearly important. So I'm going to talk about it. That's going to be one of the things that I will talk about since the, naturally it's the, the field and area that I am comfortable with uh, in terms of knowing what what needs to be done, what can be done, what has been done, what hasn't been done, and so on. Um, we are starting with um, uh, visiting various organizations in the ground. In the ground, even though I'm in Neom now, I will be travel driving to uh, the region Neretva. We are going to visit on Friday and Saturday uh, cities like Konya, Jablanica, Mostar. And on Sunday, upon the return to Sarajevo, we're going to go to region Bosnia, Bosnia or Bosnia. Uh, we'll start with, um, well, depends. Uh, we thought about two or three cities per day, but then we realized it's going to be just uh, too forced. And uh, we will do an extended visit to each. So this time it is going to be the city of uh, the town of Zavidovice, which used to be very uh, well-developed industrial town. And uh, during the war, everything was either destroyed or um, taken away, pillaged. And so uh, it is one of those stories within Bosnia and Herzegovina, smaller cities or towns that are struggling to figure out how to get back to the full employment, um, to stop the the young or, or anybody, people um, working age from leaving the town, the country, giving them different opportunities. Um, this is all in the backdrop of uh, tough, continuing, uh, continuous tough political situation that is getting uh, worse or at best the same as before, worse than before, or at least the same in terms of the level of uh, difficulty produced by those uh, chauvinistic forces that are trying to really tear the country apart. So um, something is happening. There's something in the air. It is interesting uh, that it is becoming obvious um, several things are becoming obvious, it seems to me. On the one hand, that these uh, secessionist forces are getting louder and louder, probably encouraged by the aggressive stance or nationalistic uh, message, messages uh, coming from Serbia and Croatia. On the one hand, and the uh, lukewarm response of the European Union to the events in Bosnia Herzegovina, and even though, and going to the point of of rendering the high representative who has all the powers in the world to make all the difference, rendering him useless. And uh, to yesterday. See Mr. Escobar, special representative to, to the Balkans, to Bosnia-Herzegovina uh, from the United States, who was uh, reporting in the Senate about the state of Bosnia-Herzegovina. 
uh, it was really discouraging to hear him uh, emphasize corruption as the main problem rather than this nationalistic fervor, chauvinistic fervor of various parties. Um, the, he was actually even praising Serbia, even though it's the major culprit in what's happening in Bosnia and Herzegovina. And um, so it's it's disheartening to to be here and then listen to those stories. And the members of the Senate actually grilled him on that, saying, "I serious? Look what's happening in Bosnia. How can you say that?" So it seems that uh, the international community is clear giving mixed signals. On the one hand, like they want to do something, they're, they're, they're claiming they are concerned, uh, they are asking the parties in the country to yet again to consider talking to each other. I mean, gibberish, as people would say in the street. Um, so it's becoming obvious that this might not be actually just a lukewarm response. It may be by design. Um, and uh, I just hope that those well-meaning politicians in the country, and I hope there are some, are realizing what's happening and that we have to get our act together and do something meaningful for the country. I hope that the citizens are becoming aware of what is happening and they are on their own. Uh, I hope that our diaspora is getting the pictures picture right and, and uh, that will help us rise in terms of the voice for a different country that we want. And um, uh, so it is probably the darkest point in the last 30 or so years um, since the ending of the war. How many years uh, we had since then. Uh, and. Um, on the one hand, it might be indicating that it's time to do something meaningfully drastic. On the other, it sort of makes it clear that none of this is by accident. It could be by design. It could be the bigger story that we don't understand. And so we will have to do something meaningful. Uh, some of the representatives of the nationalists and I say nationalist, it's not in, in a romantic sense nationalist, it's more shamanism because it, they are not just about, well, we are the best, Mike, but it's it's also about others don't are not good and therefore should be eliminated. In that sense, chauvinistic rather than nationalism, nationalistic. But those chauvinistic parties are really starting talking about, um, or ethno-nationalist parties, uh, starting to talk about uh, possibility of uh, elections being delayed, postponed, and that is one thing we have to fight against big time, because that, that event alone will somehow indicate what is coming, 
what is next for Bosnia and Herzegovina, and that is no elections at all. Um, people in power to stay in power, cement relationships uh, that they are, and uh, uh, relationship in place, and um, probably uh, announcing publicly what I suspect and many suspect has been the game strategy from the very beginning for the three of them to divide this country um, in three and if not completely formalized and in sort of uh, semi-formal way within one country but with different jurisdictions and different czars in each country in each part of the country i'm sorry so anyway um that doesn't mean that there's no hope that we will not fight it is um and in some sense it is re refreshing and uh, uh, with a sense of relief that one say that at least no we know where we are at least that is becoming obvious so then the fight forward becomes um, uh, more focused better defined fewer options remaining and uh, there is no that false hope that somebody else will come in and, and do the right thing because it is the right thing and um, hopefully that will send a message to the local politicians who are who have a shred of morale left in them or the set of righteousness or right values to raise their voice and say, well, people, let's work, work together to make this, make this thing happen. That's the report for today. I am sorry, it's so gloomy, uh, but hey, such is life. <laughs> well, what, and you alluded to it, because a lot of what's going on has been going on in the past, but people just haven't grasped that something needs to be done. But you feel that there's a sense in the air that more people are wanting the change now. What What's different this time around that makes you feel that way? Well, the diaspora, for example, um, finally showed some signs of some kind of organization and um, organized uh, protests um, recently in 20, 30 cities, which basically, and they want to do it again for the day of independence of Bosnia to be in around March 1, uh, probably it's going to happen March 6th, of, of some sort, recognition of that day. So they are getting a little bit more organized, and they are powerful voting block if they decide to really vote. Uh, looking at the comments of people to stories on, on news portals, uh, you sensing a um, maturity of um, analysis and understanding what is happening, and then you're also seeing diverse, more diverse voices. You are seeing those who defend those nationalists, ethnic nationalists. And most of them probably paid. But their diversity is happening within the federation side. Uh, 
Also, it's happening more, I have to admit, more in, in the Bosniak side. On the Croat side, there is almost like a, a cacophony of voices, unity of voices. They, they have this one storyline and they are all right um, selling it at every point. And there is, there's a, in the Republic of Srpska, there is an opposition, there's an active opposition, but but not in any meaningful, substantive way that they are different than the party in the in the in power. And I could only say that uh, basically, maybe their front line is related to corruption and saying we're gonna not steal. Look at him; he needs to be removed. And I think that's the only difference. Everything else in terms of nationalism and uh, for dominance or, or uh, prevalence or primacy of Serbia over Bosnia Herzegovina, I mean, that all, or recognition of Bosnia Herzegovina as a country where they live, that is not existent almost, almost everywhere, almost. Uh, throughout the RS, of course, cannot say for all the people, don't want to generalize. generalize. Um, so in the sense that, and I, I'm afraid of that, uh, there is a unified Croat side, quote-unquote. Uh, unification of the uh, Serb side, okay, again, quote-unquote, at least when it comes to their view of Bosnia and Herzegovina, and uh, there are attempts now by the ethno-nationalist party, major ethno-nationalistic party, or ethno-nationalist party within the Federation of Bosnia-Herzegovina. They are trying to project themselves as the defenders of the country and trying to get all the other parties under their wing, saying, don't you see what's happening? We need to be one to protect. That is the creating of that third unified front along the same lines as the other two, which leads to the division of the country. So, I, it's just a sense of, that I have when I listen to the news, listen to the commentaries, listen to what people say, um, listen to the uh, statements of the international community representatives, um, the, the worst thing is when people in the street ask me, even though driving to, to nail, uh, the police stop me, documents, control, check, they recognize me and they say, just like everybody else, so is it going to be any different? And you, you cannot tell them about your concerns and your worries. They, they, they don't want that. They, they, they live it, they experience it, they've heard it a million times. They, they want to hear the voice of hope. And I am hopeful because I know that this can be changed. And I know that they, we have the power within the people to actually make the change. What needs to happen is for the people to wake up, accept the responsibility, 
and um, accept the fact that things can change and that they have a major part to play in that change. And I think that is the storyline uh, for us from now on. But will people do it? You know, it's tough to do, make that kind of a change in a country where a lot of people left. We, we used to have 4.2 million, now it's close to 3. 1.2 million left in what? Last 10 years. Fewer get born than people dying. Uh, those who uh, stay, who are left here, most of them depend on those ethno-nationalist parties because they use public resources to give jobs. They use public corporations, uh, government offices to give a jobs. And that's how they buy silence. And it's not just that person, but the whole family and their extended family. And when you look, people told me even in 2018, Mirsad, okay, here's the man. Usually 53% people of the people vote. Of the 53%, 70% are taken by those parties because those are their clients. And then they steal as much as they need. So you have the best and the most, have the 30% of the, you, that's what you, all of you, the rest of you are fighting for. Of course, then, uh, it's not always like that because there are some parties that are trying to replace them with a similar story and there is some difference in votes that could go one way or the other. But our story is not that story. Our story is a normal modern country. Um, that's certainly not in line with what those who are in power now would like to see in the future. Therefore, we are an enemy of some sort. And just one quick last one, because I know you got to go, but you talked about the digital economy and the importance of that across the board and incorporating this. Are people ready for that message, to hear that, that this is a necessity regardless in terms of building and prospering down the road? I would say most people will not know what it means. And that is why my message is not digitalization. I basically say, this is digital, what we want is digital country. Here's what it means. It means that you will not have to go to a specific office and wait for hours in line just to be told that you need another form to fill out. You will not wait, get to the, uh, to the person after waiting for some time, get to the person uh, at the counter. And as you are about to say something, she said, uh, I'm on a break and 30 minute break, and then you wait. I basically tell them that the corruption will be lower because sometimes those people say, listen, yeah, if you want to get your forms faster, fill out, you know, there are some expectations. Um, you tell them that they will have information online about every purchase that the state has made. 
they're the only um, because they know that they are stealing and this way it's going to be obvious how the money is being spent it's going to be harder to steal I tell them that um, uh, if when they have their son or daughter finish college and they apply for a job within publicly owned institutions or government offices at any level that every ad will be announced publicly and not really hidden from people's eyes in various ways and that it's the whole process is going to be transparent so that they um, then they know that that what digitalization simply means that you can get the form from your house as you drink your coffee or from your smartphone that you will have more time that you will be more human than before because you will not have to look at them in the eyes and say, please 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 can i get this no it's your right and it's it's when you decide to have it you will take it so i talk about the, the sense of freedom i talk about the time i talk about less corruption i talk about big, big more opportunities for their uh, for their children and in that sense they understand a little bit more